We're continuing in the book of Revelation, chapter 20. Been there long enough, my Bible just kind of flips there. Past week I had an opportunity to study and look through many verses of Scripture concerning heaven and hell. And since we are speaking here in these first three verses of the chapter of the, of the chapter twenty of Revelation, we're going to spend the time today concerning that. Uh, it's it's a very simple thing whether you're going to spend eternity in heaven or spend eternity in hell. It all depends on whose God that you serve. If you serve Jehovah God, you've trusted in the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and you're born again, he has made us a place in heaven where we're going to be with him. From the rapture of the church, if you have loved ones now that have died knowing the Lord Jesus, they are already in his presence. But we know by the timetable that it's very close that our Lord is going to sound the trumpet. His voice is going to sound and we're going to meet him in the air and we're going to be with him those seven years where, where when hell is literally coming out in its presence here upon earth. And then there's going to be a thousand year reign with our Lord Jesus. And then Satan will be loose for a season. And then the judgment will come to the lost and they will be regained with their soul and body and be cast into the lake of fire, into hell. And spend eternity there. It just seems right that those that do not want to know, do not want to serve the true God, the Lord Jesus Christ, Jehovah God, that they would not want to spend eternity with him. They will spend eternity with their God, the God of this world, which is none other than the devil. And that's where they'll spend eternity, because that's what they've chosen. They've chosen to serve the God of this world. And so that's what they're going to do. So in reading the scripture now, and Chapter 20, verse 1. I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. And he lay hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil and Satan, and bound him a thousand years and cast him into the bottomless pit and shut him up and set a seal upon him that he should that he should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. 
And I saw thrones, and they sat upon them, and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God, and which had no had not worshipped the beast, neither his image, neither had received his mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. But the rest of the dead lived not again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him a thousand years. When a thousand years are expired, Satan shall be loosed out of his prison and shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth, compassed the camp of the saints about, and the beloved city, and fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophets are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, it's a joy to read your word. It is so, so sad when we see so many folks that would rather serve the God of this world and, and not you. You have given every opportunity. You've made it so clear and so simple. You have given your Holy Spirit that he would come. You've given us your word that we can read, that it will convict our hearts and show us that we're lost and we're a sinner and we need a Savior. And your Spirit directs us through each step of that all the way to salvation. And then the Holy Spirit comes to live within our heart and seals us until the day of redemption can be no simpler and yet multitudes reject the plan and would rather serve the God of this world Father just show us your truth convict our hearts and show us the way to, to share your precious gospel to others that they will come and, and, and see the truth and be born again thank you Father for your precious word and I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. The remaining part of that chapter pertains to those that have chosen to serve the God of this world. The judgment that's before them is the great white throne. We call it the great white throne judgment. The determining factor at that time 
will be, the final question will be asked, is your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life? The volumes and volumes of, of books and meetings and things over in Springfield at the State Library. Volumes and volumes of books that are there. It's fun to look at it. Don't want to read them, but it's nice to look at. That's nothing compared with the volumes that our God keeps on the world. But the one that's important is the Lamb's Book of Life. We read the first verse here, and as we said last week, and I saw an angel come down from heaven having the keys of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hand. Um, We know who holds that. We read that last week in Revelation chapter 1, verse 18, speaks it very clearly that it's the Lord Jesus Christ that holds that key. Now, as you have been here for many years, you know that I love review. And so we are going to review what we know. And the only thing that we can do if we're going to really do a proper review is begin at the beginning. And so I'll have you turn to Genesis 1.1. So if you don't think this isn't going to be a long review. Genesis 1.1. It's not a long verse, but it's a very important verse. In the beginning, God created heaven and earth. In the original creation, there are two places mentioned heaven, and earth. When was hell created? When did God create hell? In studying this last week, why there were many examples, and it, it talked about the ability to to uh, to clean this earth with fire. And it talked about the the things that are in the atmosphere, the oxygen and hydrogen and nitrogen. And one of the folks said that all God's got to do is strike a match and it's going to blow. And that's exactly right. He can clean this. He doesn't need the ability of man to make a nuclear bomb. He doesn't need to do to do anything like that because all of the necessary ingredients are already there for him to clean this earth. 
Another statement that was made, because I believe that that the place of hell, the lake of fire, I believe is is in the center of the earth. And folks don't realize, and you go to uh, Hawaii and you get to see the the uh, uh, volcanoes, you see the results of 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 the ash and and everything that comes the heat the temperature that's within the earth man has nothing to measure it it is so hot that it can't be measured and the example was given by the size of the the earth and uh, that that the shell that's over it is just like an egg. It's that small in comparison to the burning heat that is within itself. Now, man's worried that that we're going to heat this place up. The solar caps are going to. The, the northern and southern caps are going to melt, and we're going to all drown, uh, you know. Uh, and personally, I'm not worried about that. Uh, uh, they need to be more concerned about God opening up a little crack in the earth and taking them down. Because can you imagine that the, the temperature inside the earth cannot be measured? It is so great. Now, how does it contain itself? How does this small shell that's on the outside keep from just bursting, just cracking open? Because God sustains it until the day that he's going to do the cleaning. So, man has determined the inside of the earth is nothing but molten, burning fire. Man's determined that. We know it by the word of God that that exists. The word of God tells us that the earth is, is round. At one time, man thought the earth was flat. Isn't it something how the one that created it knows all about it? Isn't that strange? When was hell created? When was hell created? When did death come on the, the scene? There is no mention of death or hell in God's creation. So when did it come about? There's no mention of a devil. There's no mention of evil. But there is mention of an angel named Lucifer. Lucifer. We're going to go back to Ezekiel and then over to Isaiah because both of these areas of Scripture tell us much about Lucifer. Ezekiel chapter 28.
Ezekiel 28, and we're going to begin reading with the 11th verse, down through verse 15. Now you think first that we're talking about uh, the king of Tyre, uh, or Tyrus as it says here, but he is the only one that was so arrogant and so prideful that God chose to make him an example of Lucifer. So as we begin here in verse 11 of chapter 28. Moreover, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Son of man, take up a lamentation upon the king of Tyre, or Tyrus, and say unto him, Thus saith the Lord God, Thou sealest up the sum, full of wisdom, perfect in beauty. Thou hast been in Edom, Eden, the garden of God, Every precious stone was thy covering, the sardis, the topaz, the diamond, the beryl, the onyx, the jasper, the sapphire, the amram, the carbuncle, the gold, and the workmanship of thy treblets and the pipes was prepared in thee in the day that thou wast created. It's talking about Lucifer. Verse 14. Thou art anointed cherub that covereth, and have set thee so. Thou wast upon the holy mountain of God. Thou hast walked up and down in the midst of the stones of fire. Thou wast perfect in thy ways from the day that thou wast created. Let's just stop there. I don't want to read the rest of it. Till iniquity was found in thee. Till iniquity was found in thee. Now let's go to Isaiah chapter 14, because this one is a little more familiar, I'm sure. But it comes right into light of what we've just read. Isaiah chapter 14, verses 12 through 15. Isaiah 14, verse 12. How art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, the son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground which dost weaken the nations? For thou hast said in thine heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation in the sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds, and I will be like the most high. Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit." Here's those that choose to follow. They that see thee shall narrowly look upon thee and consider thee, saying, Is this the man that made the earth to tremble and that shake the kingdoms? You know, as we, anybody that chooses not to trust in the Lord Jesus has been deceived by this very one. 
they have decided that they don't need to be saved. They do not need salvation. So with seeing Lucifer, finding out why that the fall of Lucifer was the beginning of this, my question comes back, when did God prepare hell? Let's look 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 at Luke chapter 10 verse 18. You think wait a minute here we're in the New Testament. Scripture confirms scripture. Luke chapter 10 verse 18. Jesus makes this statement. He said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. That, when that took place, whenever that was, whenever Lucifer decided to go against God and lift himself up above God, and he was cast from heaven, I believe that's when hell was built. It was built for one reason. It wasn't built for man. It was built for Satan and his fallen angels, those that followed him. That's the only purpose that that hell was built for, that Satan was built. And I believe that that right there, when he was cast out of heaven for desiring to raise himself above God, that's when God built it's the only and first time he had reason for it. Lucifer, the anointed cherub that covereth, as the scripture says, become jealous, become envious of God. And he got some angels to follow him. And the place that was prepared for them is what we call hell, the lake of fire. As I said, this was not prepared for man. It clearly was prepared for the devil and his angels. But we need to realize, and it's a very simple thing, and that is that because you spend this life serving the devil serving the God of this world, you will also spend eternity with him in the place that was designed for him. Got a couple verses of scripture I want you to look at. John chapter 3, verse 18. John chapter 3, verse 18. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Go back to Matthew chapter 25. 
Matthew 25, verse 41 through 46. Matthew 25, verse 41. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. I was hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick, and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer and say unto him, Lord, when saw we thee hungered and thirsty and a stranger and naked and sick and in prison and and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer them, saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, insomuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment but the righteous into everlasting life or to life eternal. The choice is ours here and now. Which God are you going to serve? We know according to the study that we had last week that this Satan, this, as the scripture tells us, dragon, serpent, devil, Satan, we know according to these verses of scripture in chapter 20 that God takes him and binds him. And he's going to be bound for a thousand years to the place that we just have looked at and discussed. It's a place of gnashing of teeth. It's a place of, 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 of always burning and yet never being consumed. It's a place of, of always uh, having existing pain, the gnashing of teeth. It, it, it's beyond any level of pain or suffering that any man has ever held here upon earth. And that's the place where the people that decided to follow the God of this world the prince and power of the air, that is where they will spend eternity with their God. The God they followed all of this life is the God that they will be with throughout eternity. Jesus has the keys to the bottomless pit. He takes the devil. This is at the close of the tribulation period. We go through this many times, but it's important that you can be able to speak this to somebody else, that you can understand the time schedule. We're in the church age right now. The devil is bound only now by what God allows him to do. But he really has a free hand. Limited. But he has a free hand. He'll grow in power and in strength. The devil takes on a body. 
just like the Lord Jesus took on a body. And we will have the Antichrist and we'll have the beast. And they'll be here for seven years ruling and reigning and and, and, and bringing all of their power and their wickedness and all of hell really will come out against the world and against the believers and against our God. At the end of that seven years, there's going to be a battle and that battle's called Armageddon. And at the close of that battle, we find that Satan is going to be bound. He's not only going to be placed down into the pit, into the lake of fire, but he's also going to be bound there. Scripture tells us, and great chains in his hands. So he's going to bind him, and he's going to put him in this this pit, in this place, and he will be kept there for a thousand years. So we, we see this as we look. He will be bound, cast him into the bottomless pit. Again, the terms are dragon, serpent, devil, Satan, it's all the same. Same names are mentioned in Revelation chapter 12. The time schedule. He is bound now. The millennial reign comes. A thousand years. We will enjoy the presence of our Lord Jesus here upon earth. We'll be able to come and go as we please. We will have our glorified bodies because we're going to receive those the second that the church is raptured and all those that have died before will receive their glorified bodies. But the scripture tells us, as we have just read, that For a thousand more years, those that are lost, their soul and their body will be separated. At the close of the thousand-year millennium is when those will be reunited only to continue the suffering for eternity to a place that was built and designed for the devil and his angels. So we have the thousand years that he is bound. Then we come to the end of verse 3. Cast him into the bottomless pit, shut him up, set a seal upon him. He should deceive the nations no more. During that thousand years, nobody will be able to say, the devil made me do it. Because he is not going to be there tempting anyone. Oh, it's going to be perfect. No, you see those that were saved during the tribulation period, Jews and Gentiles alike that were saved, that did not, was not martyred, was not put to death, will walk into the millennial reign of Christ and will populate the earth for a thousand years. You know, during that thousand years, there is no mention of death. There is no mention of death during the thousand years.
So is everyone that's alive when they go into the uh, to the millennial reign of Christ living that full thousand years and populating the earth, repopulating the earth? At the close of that thousand years, Satan's going to be loose for a season. But surely, without his temptation during that thousand years, there'll be no one wants to follow him. Because you see, Jesus is here ruling and reigning for a thousand years with the rod of iron. And so no evil, even though that man can still figure something out without the temptation of the devil, man will still be able to figure out to do evil. But it will be caught immediately and condemned immediately and dealt with immediately. That thousand years. And then Jesus goes back down and he unlocks the lock that chains the devil. And the devil comes up here and he, he's around on this earth for just a short season. Just a short season. We're not sure how long that is. But we know, according to the word of God, that a multitude follows him. Should deceive the nations no more till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. And I saw a throne and they sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of the Jews. You see, these are the folks. These are the folks that enjoyed the walk. These are the folks that suffered through the tribulation to begin with, but then were born during the thousand years. And they did not take the mark of the beast. They enjoyed this precious time. They lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So it tells us right there there's no death. But the rest of the dead shall live not again till the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Now, I'm going to jump here, and we're going to review this next week. But I want you to see what happens at the end of that thousand years when Satan's loosed. Shall be loosed out of the prison, verse 7. Shall go out to deceive the nations which were in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog. See, the first battle is the battle of Armageddon. The second battle is Gog and Magog. To gather them together to battle... In the name of whom is, in the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. That's the same number that God said the nation of Israel will have. There's going to be this many people will follow after the devil in that short season that he's loosed at the end can't imagine that you know different folks will say well i wish i lived during a time when jesus walked on the earth oh then i could then then i'd believe what jesus is going to be on the earth for a thousand years ruling and reigning and yet look at that number look at that number we're going to Pick that up on the thousand years. We've got to go back here on verse 4 and spend some more time there and 5 and 6. Enjoy the time together.
Hell was not created when God created the heavens and the earth. Whatever time period lapsed, we don't know. When Lucifer decided that he wanted to be the king of kings. And God cast him out of heaven to the point that it was just like a bolt of lightning as he cast him out. Now, where's the devil's home right now? It's two places. It's here upon this earth, and it is in the atmosphere that's right above the earth. That's his home. We're going to deal with that next couple of weeks when God does house cleaning. And he doesn't do it with a vacuum sweeper. He does it with fire. Let's close in prayer. Father, thank you for this opportunity today to pour over your word and share your word. It's a a joy. 4,000 years before you came to this earth to take on the body of a man. That was 2,000 years ago. So now we're up to 6,000 years. We know, Father, we've got a thousand-year millennial reign, a thousand years you're going to be here on earth. And we know a thousand years is one day, and one day is a thousand years. And so we need, Father, to know that the church is going to be raptured very, very soon. Because we only have seven years left before we start that seventh year, the sabbatical year. The year of rest. The year of peace. The year of joy upon the earth. That thousand year reign. And that's the end. And then eternity begins. Speak to our hearts, Father. Help us to show folks that they cannot trust the God of this world. He's a liar. He's the ultimate of liars. We need to help folks to see the only one that speaks the truth. And Father, we know that is you. Your Son and the Holy Spirit. Our God. Speak to hearts today now, Father. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.